I'm coming down to North Sydney for a whole day and I need an itinerary. I need something to do morning, afternoon and night. What do you tell them? Leave. <laughs> Hello and welcome along to the Community Notice Board. Alrighty, should we get Yeah, yeah, get let's do okay. it. Hello, welcome to another episode of Community Notice Board Podcast, a podcast about suburbs we grew up in, local landmarks, hometown heroes, and coming-of-age tales. We've got a very special guest today. We've got comedian, podcaster, and Twitch streamer extraordinaire, oh. Tom Walker. <laughs> you were dreading I that. I, I knew you'd bristle at Twitch um, streamer. But you're so good at it. Well, I feel like a lot of people have their credits grow more auspicious as they <laughs> age. And for me, I'm more and more ashamed. <laughs> like, like, it's genuinely been like, improviser was already rough. Comedian is like a step up from improviser. But then you add on clown and then finally Twitch stream. <laughs> it's been a steady downturn since graduating to comedian. Uh, it's not good. Yeah, and just... so we're here today to talk, we're going back to the North Shore to talk all things North Sydney. And yeah. so, Tom, how long do you live in the North Sydney area for? Oh my god, I would have grown up there, and I like I I moved out when I was like nine, eighteen or nineteen. I think I think nineteen. Uh, can't remember. Can't remember anything for the life of me. But uh, kind of that's the kind of uh, mush brain that really makes you good at playing video games on screen for three hours. At a time. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, like I, I grew up there for yeah my. Pretty much my entire childhood. Yeah. Yeah, just like moving around houses, but still in the same area, which is strange. Oh, always fun. What's yeah. um, the school? You went to one of the local... I went to the one that is... The, <laughs> yeah, I went to the worst <laughs> one of them. Uh, I went to the, the worst private school, the, the Shaw. Yeah, yeah, so you had to wear the little hat everywhere? I wore a little straw hat in high school, yeah. Right, well, we can get right into it, because I've got some stuff about Shaw, because they, they've, <laughs> oh, been in, they've been in quite a lot of trouble recently. Oh, boy. So I'll start with, I'll start with a smaller one before we go up there. Uh, the, the deputy headmaster of one of Sydney's most prestigious private schools was caught up in a photograph with students saluting a Nazi flag bearing the swastika. Oh, no, you don't want to have the flag in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> but saluting it seems yeah. like a real own goal. Yeah. Yeah. You want to be like shaking your flag yeah. and your finger at it. Just putting a thumbs down. Yeah. Like, no, no Nazi. Maybe you said I was reaching to take it down. You know, I was pulling the flag down. All of you at once. Really. <laughs> yeah. We have a very enthusiastic... And my lip was itchy and uh, <laughs> yeah. I, was, yeah. <laughs> I was scratching the top lip. I think if they were doing the moustache, that would at least be better because that means they're doing a bit. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. true. In yeah, this case, right. yeah. it's skinheads aren't doing the mustache thing. They're just <laughs> saluting. There's a bunch of skinheads being like, we've got to do the silly walk. Hey, yeah. The John Clay's goose walk. So yeah. what happened was, so uh, this guy, the shore headmaster, Dr. Timothy Wright, he had to like... He's a doctor too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that uh, was it wasn't him. He was apologizing for his deputy, oh, right, but he had so. to like send a letter saying that it was extremely insensitive and in bad taste <laughs> because like what happened was it was one of their mock-up day innocent pranks so like it's like all these Jesus yeah. Christ that was that, that crystal knock was actually a mock up day it's just a bit of fun <laughs> so what happened was they were like you know they're doing their stuff and they're like uh, it's a bunch of boys in year 12 being like alright let's do this and so they get uh, the deputy principal and they're like let's take a photo like uh, chronicle our last day of school uh -huh. and the guy's like alright and he gets in and then <laughs> they unfurl the Nazi flag oh, behind him no. and they all do the salute so he's just caught in it oh so he's oh. not Okay, now that's actually really funny. That's <laughs> way funnier. That does raise the question, why'd you guys have the flag? <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a chaser stunt I mean, or something. Yeah, you know, that that's, sounds, it's, that's actually yeah. really funny. The guy's, the guy's like, okay, where's Chaz? <laughs> well, I think Chris Taylor went to that school as well. So yeah. they could Ooh, be like, that's just in the spirit of CNNNN, you know? Yeah. And you don't want to ask what the N stands for. But like, so yeah, he penned this. And every sure scandal I found, takes great pains to mention that how much it costs annually. It's Just, insane. Yeah. To, uh, so it says uh, $30,000 annually, which wow. is, so they're like, okay, this guy did the Nazi thing. It costs a lot of money. So you can see why we're in trouble here. Yeah. And so basically what happened, like after they unfurled the flag, the deputy headmaster realizes what's going on. It's like, let's take that Nazi flag down. He tells the guys, delete the photo. And they're like, okay, we've deleted it. And then they publish it and it went viral on of social course. media. Oh, and so the God. guy got in quite a bit of trouble. That was, a, that's a, a little scandal. Yeah. To, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a little, that's a little, a little 
<laughs> that seems like, yeah, both scandal. I didn't hear that. I heard about that when it was coming out, and I was just like, well, that makes sense. And then the reveal that it's a prank, honestly, <laughs> the amount of planning there to get – because I've tried to make something unfurled before. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty... Yeah. That's, that's harder than it seems, yeah. my friends. What's that rolled up thing over there? Don't worry about that. You know, just. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're both going to pull one string. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Where oh. does one get a Nazi flag from these... Like, I'm sure, yeah. like, the deepest... Like darkest recess of like biting my tongue, so I don't yeah. answer. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's a definite. That's a, that's a red flag in more ways than one. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the big scandal, which was all over the news, I think two years ago, was the Tri Wizard Shornament. Have you guys heard about this? The oh. name sounds familiar. Is this a so, muck-up day thing? Yes, or? it is a muck-up day thing, and it got them. It got people in a lot like. of trouble. And it's the dorkiest name for something that yeah. is basically criminal. Yes. Um, so yeah. basically, Harry Potter is, and. A pun, and then yeah, I assume exactly. a bunch of sexual. I assume that's what the scandal was about—the transphobia. <laughs> J.K. Rowling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they were just reading her books, which you can't do anymore. <laughs> Muck up, Jay. We're all going to sit down and read her books. Aren't we, <laughs> we're going to trick the principal to reading her books. You know, yeah. like, we're going to retweet a bunch of J.K. Rowling. <laughs> so uh, they, this went like all the way to the police because like it mm. got in such a. Big thing. So basically, these year 12s planned like a mock up day tournament where they printed off like a PDF manual of all this stuff that they could do for points. So, yeah, where like people would compete against each other, and the more points you got, the better. So, the plan would see groups of five or six. They had to finish a case of uh, 30 beers in 15 minutes before starting the challenge. So, that's like six beers each in 15 minutes. But that's still. A lot. That's of that's and you also, you're 18. You've been drinking, what, 12 years or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That much immunity built up. So, uh, so they start at Shaw. And so, like, th- some of the tasks, this is from Sydney Morning Herald, some of the tasks included the sack whack, and then in brackets, because it's real journalism, says hit the male genitalia of a complete <laughs> random. Now, and th- I, I do have a sack whack thing, which is when I was at Shaw, uh, my the deputy headmaster then had to get up in assembly and explain to uh, the boys that they could no longer sack whack each other, <laughs> which he didn't ever think was on the table. He didn't think he had to make a rule, but he was like, "This can lead to testicular cancer." <laughs> that would make you want to do it more. I am like as a private. Well, it's certainly retargeted. It's not something you do to yeah. your friends, yeah. but like yeah. you've just made it casting a curse. Yeah, especially when you do it with, like it's the the flicks hands. Yeah. 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 Oh, and then I they're like, okay, post for a photo real quick as well. And then the Nazi flag. <laughs> on the they all sack whack. Why do we have so many of these? Is that, <laughs> can that really lead to... Because I might have to have a hot shower after this and uh, roll around in there. <laughs> Never looked into it. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. It may well I mean, it's one of those things all. no one's going to say it can't. Yeah, 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 yeah fair enough. But yeah, I feel like... the People who get hit in the balls do sometimes get testicular cancer. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. No, wait, no, there is... So I have a background for this, which is one of my friends got kicked in the balls by a pig so hard that he... <laughs> you know Johnny Knoxville? <laughs> he, <laughs> he got cancer. Oh, oh my Lord. It, like, it, it hardened into a tumour in his oh. nose. This is true. Like oh, I don't remember oh. enough of the details to cite the medical terms. This is Jackson Bailey from the Sandspants Network. Oh, He's a Lord. podcaster. And he was like evacuating his childhood farm and he picked up this pig to put it in the back of a truck and it kicked him in the balls so hard he got Oh. <laughs> and he was doing a nice Jeez. thing there. It's not like he's like, oh, a little He's prank, a and then you disaster. get what's coming to you. I know. Holy shit. Oh, my Lord. They so there no is precedent for a career. <laughs> you might want to fire, let's fire up the shower for Drew after the pod. But, uh, so there are more things. One of them was just run up straight to a random and deck them, which is a, oh. uh, which is well, a crime. Well, that's a crime. Yeah. <laughs> mid- yeah, uh, Dack them? I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you know. Yeah. Then we'll there's spit on a homeless man. Okay. Oh. Well, that's oh. evil. Yeah. And then the instruction also the instructions also call on students to drop a cap in brackets take an ecstasy on MDMA capsule, <laughs> snort a line and rip a cone on the Harbour Bridge. Among the other challenges were shit on a train, break into Taronga Zoo, drink six vodka cruises in six minutes and skull 700 mil bottle of vodka. This all these sound so awful. all over the place in terms of fun to criminal. Yes. Like, yeah. Dangerous. You can really see the uh, full gamut of... Um, 
Teenage boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where there's one guy who's like, I think we should find a man and kill him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and there's one, one guy who's like, yeah, we, like, I've got six, I've got cruisers in my dad's <laughs> yeah. like, We could speed run Super Mario 64 pretty well. <laughs> Dude, I've got Smash Brothers working pretty well on my laptop. <laughs> I can knock you right like, off. It's called emulation. <laughs> so um, and so one simple, one simple challenge is uh, get arrested. Must go to the police station in cuffs. The school became aware of the plans and intervened, notifying police and contacting parents and students. A Shaw spokesman said the document appeared to have been genuinely created by an enrolled student, and while the school was still establishing that beyond doubt, it was deeply concerned at the unlawful or inappropriate nature of the activities. And so the spokesperson of Shaw says as soon as the school became aware of the document, the police were informed, and we sent an urgent communication letting people know that this is not okay and that the consequences for the boys who participated would be severe and could include their loss of... Uh, the loss of their place at the school that they're about to graduate in two days. But uh, so in addition to the illegal activities, many of the challenges uh, are disgusting <laughs> uh, and involve sexual or intimate acts with specific categories of women. Students were urged to kiss a girl under the age of 15. Oh, oh yeah. man. Just make it kiss a girl. Boys, what are <laughs> we doing? Yeah, this is yeah. The- Let's get back to sack whacking, guys. Like, <laughs> Some guy. Uh, one was, an <sighs> a- one was uh, kiss an Asian chick. And the next one was have sex with a woman who weighs over 80 kilos, which they called the boar hunter. Oh, uh, good and Lord. then have sex with someone aged 40 or over. The 18-year-old kids are not going to have sex with anyone. Yeah. Like, this is yeah. so ridiculous. Okay, so, yeah, obviously this won't ever... I, I think that if this happened, maybe shitting on a train would have come yeah. to fruition. I think that that yeah. is, in my mind, and I'm... I'm open to being proved wrong. I think that if it happened, obviously any of them could have happened. Highest probability, shitting on a train. And I think that's where they would have topped out. But it's so indicative of the fucked up way this, like an all boys rich school makes you view women. Yeah, yeah. You can just go up and go, all right, you got to fuck that chick and you're 18 wearing your straw hat. And you're like, oh, hey, can we fuck? Hold on, can you step on a scale? I want to win the ball hunt. Hold my hat. (laughs) (laughs) Hold my hat. I need to go up and fuck this woman. (laughs) I'm a boy. I'm a drunk boy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to fuck this grown (laughs) woman. (laughs) And it's like, it's it's not a a six month thing, right? It's like a- No, this was a challenge over like a series of- of nights, I believe. But, like, I mean, yeah, unbelievable. No so, um, so also, like, basically, the tasks were arranged in terms of like point value. So you start with one hundred. Yeah, I did punch up on this. That was my. Yeah, yeah, that was my contribution. I was like, these need to be ranked. Spinning <laughs> <laughs> on a homeless guy we've is easy. Gotta, we've <laughs> got to gamify it. You got to find one. So that's thirty points. And so it also required students to document stuff in photos and uh, videos. Oh, so like, if you're shitting on a train, idea. there's got to be a video of you committing. You got to have act. evidence. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for yourself and the cops. <laughs> <laughs> it says in the manual to clearly document any inappropriate or sexual activity. And then it says, if anyone gets caught by... This is in the instruction manual. If anyone gets caught by a teacher or the cops, they will say they were just having fun between the five or six of them and they won't mention the tournament. And then it says, <laughs> be aware of COVID restrictions. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to wear a mask. So you got to wear a mask a while you... Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, actually, no, that sounds okay. <laughs> it's just a guy spitting into his mask. <laughs> getting some of what he deserved. And then it says, do not snitch on anyone. So the police got involved and they were like, oh, we, the police like came out and were like, we love the age old tradition of muck up days, but this is a bit much, yeah. essentially. Yes. This and they said, while, pran- while pranks are often part and parcel of the day, don't engage in any behavior that risks your welfare or the safety of others. But then, so this is a Sydney Morning Herald article. The Daily Mail, of course, managed to get a hold of the full PDF oh, document so with every the- single challenge on it oh. and listed them. I'm not going to go through more here because there's literally about a hundred of them. Yeah. But, uh, the one thing I don't understand is that, like, here here are some of the ones that are, like, quite severe. Drink your own piss. I think that gets, like, 100 or 200 points. Okay. Coward punch someone, which can lead to someone's death, mm-hmm. is yes. in the 300-point yeah. range. Drink someone's tactical vomit. That was in the... Oh. This, that this was in is... kind of in the midpoint range. Rip a cone of someone's pubes. That was high up in the point range, but still like a couple of hundred. Breathing in burning hair is bad to start with. Yeah. yeah. Escalate that to the worst hair on the body. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, I feel like but these are all like gross and everything, but they're the more traditional upper echelon oh, mock-up day stuff. Send nudes to a family member. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of them. All right. Uh, 
grab a pigeon and rip off its head. <laughs> Fucking what? hell. That was, I think, 400 points. There's a serial killer at the school yeah. who's yeah. like yeah. Yeah, showing <laughs> his car. The, the weirdest guy oh. being like, maybe we should kill someone with a knife. Right, <laughs> and they're yeah. like, all right, let's make that 6,000 points so the cool kids don't do it. Yeah, you know? ripping a pigeon, that's 10 oh. points. We do uh, that another night. one was eat a still living animal. Um, oh. Which I think is like someone ate a slug and it killed oh, them. Oh yeah, in a that's like prank, have you seen that? Yeah. Well, a slug is, slug led to uh, kind of locked in syndrome or adjacent, where it's like uh, a guy ate just. Uh, it's it's weirdly an Australia specific thing, I think, mm. too, where it's like if you eat a slug here. You are, it's a, like a coin flip of if you are going to suffer a fate worse than death. Yeah, because <laughs> it had, it, the slug had a bacteria in it from eating shit of another animal. Yeah. Right. And they just eat, that's what their diet is. So they have this parasite. And so this kid was like at a party and they're like, hey, eat that slug. He's like, yeah, okay. And just ate a slug. And then there's a before and after photo and he's just like, like, Completely it's no gone. good. It's, yeah. real, it's remember, horrible. But like that stuff, like it just takes off. Because I remember like in year nine, like some people made like this guy who's like a, a class like year nine early stoner. They made him snort a bunch of rocks, and so like just before, <laughs> so, I made him. Yeah, yeah. Wait, are we so talking just, like just finger on other nostril and up it goes, or was yeah, he yeah, rolling yeah. up no, like no, a no finger on nostril? Okay. We didn't have fifty dollar notes at our school to do it. It's not sure. Okay. Uh, but so like we, it, I remember it so clearly because it was for, for PDHPE as well. So they just found like a rock in like the outside. And we just like fucking <laughs> smashed it with like a bottle and ground it up, put it into a line. Oh, the kid like smashed and he fucking racked the whole thing. Oh my god! And then like we're sitting in PDA's <laughs> PE class and like we're sitting there and we're like, "How are you feeling, Sal?" And he's like, "Oh, not so good. I think the rocks like it's in my system." And so like, there's you know, oh we're doing god. a conversation <laughs> about <laughs> yeah, like it's got rocks in his head. Look at it. <laughs> Muscular development and stuff. And at one point, he just puts like his hand and is like, Mr. Sidaris, like, can you die from snorting a rock? <laughs> and the guy's like, I don't know why. <laughs> it's like, oh, no reason. No reason. Yeah, I might be in trouble. But, but um, so, uh, so eat a live animal. There was other See, st- the smart student could knock two with one by eating a pigeon head first, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah you could Toss do that. Toss it back at a time. Mm. But then I'd so do well in this challenge. <laughs> You'd be so good. <laughs> he's like piss, piss and he's like, ah, oh, what's the points again? <laughs> oh, actually, if I dunk this pigeon in my piss. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I spit on the homeless guy next to and the then pigeon. He, the homeless guy vomits and I eat the vomit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can get a run here. It's all about, yeah. It's all tactical. <laughs> yeah. But then the, the, the one that's crazy for me is like, so these are all like t- between 100 and 400 points. The one there's one entry that is ten thousand points, and it's get on a plane to Melbourne, and this is private school boys from North Sydney at a thirty thousand a year tuition. Like, why not just be like, Dad, can I borrow two hundred bucks yeah. and go to Melbourne and be like, I didn't have to eat an animal. Yeah, yeah, I think I guess the gag there is that COVID was running rampant at the oh, time in Melbourne. Oh yes, that's probably I mean, it. So that would be us, like maybe. yeah. The, mm. Nightmare situation, but also like yeah, I agree with. Um, all, all obviously, all of it should be no points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What we want to do is invert all of these. <laughs> actually, make these minus I don't know what four hundred social credit points. Yeah, yeah. just thinking yeah. of the guys like at the Greenwood afterwards trying to chat up some girl, be like, <laughs> yeah, I drank my own piss and then ate a live pigeon. Like pretty cool, right? Yeah, <laughs> breathing on your hand and then smelling it and be like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> oh yeah. And so I don't know if you guys know this as well, but like they got in a lot of trouble for this. But then like social media kind of took off because uh, some North Shore mums mm. took to like Facebook groups and were oh, like, oh, they're just combo. it's boys or be boys. And they started the hashtag Proud Shore Mom, which promptly got hijacked by like Twitter and oh. was just like, oh, oh Timmy's got to eat his caviar and then rape someone. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, yeah, they're the worst. It's, it's a fucking awful school, man. Yeah. It's it's an awful place. And I feel and like yeah. we got to get you on the alumnus list for Wikipedia. I got to get up there <laughs> because, <laughs> because Chris Taylor and Peter Burner on that list. Oh man, me the 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 continuation the whole, <laughs> the torch from Chris. Yeah, has Peter Burner comedian and we put you in and it says Twitch streamer and you're oh, like, oh god, fuck. I'll drink my own piss. I swear. <laughs> it's yeah, no, mate, it, it fucking sucks. Sorry for bringing such a bummer of a suburb in early history. No, this no. It's also oh, it's the okay. school that um, uh, after I joined, I think in the, like, 
Late 80s, early 90s changed its school song. Uh, it's one of those schools that has a school song, of course, as schools do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where you usually find a school song. <laughs> but its uh, school song used to be, um, it follows the general thing of like, here's to the shore boy who, and then a good thing. So it's like, here's to the shore boy who, oh fuck, I remember it. Follows the lead, maintaining tradition in word and in deed. <laughs> and the, there was a verse in the original that had uh, this line. <laughs> Here's to the shore boy who works like a black. Oh, oh no. And they changed no. that in the 80s. Yeah. And they changed that to black <laughs> belt. <laughs> uh, he's doing Karate MMA. Master. Black guy. <laughs> oh, <woman. laughs> you know, it's, oh, non-binary person. It's 1991, you know. They all, they all do it, don't they? <laughs> oh, my Lord. It's yeah. a frightful place. So what did they change? Do you know what they changed the lyric to? They, they, just, they, just, they just fucked it out of there. Yeah. They just, okay. they just yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what? Let's actually not reference work ethic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because we can't come up with anything that isn't slave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, 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 you can't replace it, right? Like, you know. We, just, <laughs> we got the best line. Yeah. <laughs> I can't compromise here. The headmaster and the deputy head behind an unfurling Nazi flag. You're yeah. like, what other races can you work <laughs> like that's good? It's so And then fucked, there's man. a third scandal, too. Oh, this is yeah. And this is the most minor one and it's only a second but like they're sure people went viral on tiktok in the last two years because a bunch of them standing in their funny little uniforms and hats yes. got asked what the worst suburbs in sydney were and they all immediately were like blacktown bankstown because it's all full of druggies and meth addicts and too many essays and that went everywhere and people were like fuck sure and they probably never yeah. have been there oh they've course. never been there <laughs> no. not, not a fucking chance yeah. i remember when i was at shore I um I I knew someone actually no this is after uni I met someone who was at like the sister school to Shaw, and she told this story kind of like you know mortified a little bit but also like haha isn't this funny that um she got dared to stay on the train uh past the stop that she needed to get off at and get off at Central. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and that was the big dare. Oh, and she did it, and then she immediately rode the train br- back. And all of her friends were like, "What was it like?" And she was like, "There were syringes everywhere. <laughs> you went to the ghetto." Yeah, genuinely, they were like, "She's gonna get shot. Oh, Someone wow. there will be looking to join a gang, and she's gonna get shot." It's oh. the it's the worst fucking place, that is man. So funny. That's unreal. And that, yeah, that is the Shaw School scandal. I love that. I thought that was a good I way to start the episode. Shaw's only uh, boys, and yes. then there's the sister school, and like it's all like if you had kids and you had a daughter, of course you send them to a fucking all girls school, right? Because that happens at the boys' school, and the girls' school is like Nicole Kidman went there. That's the scandal. Do you know what I mean? It's just like famous <laughs> people. Well, who- I don't know. There's like a, a lot to be said for I don't know. I w- I would send my kid to like a mixed school. Oh, mixed, I think or mixed now, yeah, because yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. well, it's either. Send them to the eating disorder brigade. Yeah, okay. <laughs> just, like, just like a place where the cruelest things in the world happen. They're probably not writing PDFs of how to yeah, um, uh, bully each other, but there's probably how No, they're keeping well. it secret. Yeah, they're smarter. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, they don't lose the PDF. <laughs> yeah, they got better OPSEC, dude. They know how to fucking password protect this thing. Yeah, yeah. And they've got two-factor authentication on theirs. Yeah, the Winona is not getting caught. <laughs> yeah, I know, because uh, my wife did like a, a short stint at like Loretto Kirabilli. Kira like, and was like, oh my god, it's the like the worst school I've ever been to. Like just oh, like, wow. and like, not like in terms of like teaching quality and stuff because that's apparently quite good. But it's just like, oh, the girls are bred to be mean. Yeah. So like, you get there and they're just like outsider target. Let's go say yeah. mean things about them. The teachers at Shaw were pretty good, like by and large. And like you know, the education was incredible. The resources were incredible. But it's the fucking. It's one of those places that has you been like. I swear this was built on something, some massacre. Yeah. <laughs> which course. obviously it fucking probably was. Yeah. <laughs> what were yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that, there is actually a fourth scandal. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that, uh, no. It just popped up in my head now because I just remembered it in cursory research. But, like, when that the Blacktown Bankstown thing dropped, concurrently another thing went viral on TikTok with them, like, bragging about how good the facilities were, being like, oh, there's a pool here and we've got a library that has all this stuff in it. Yeah. So they're disparaging like lower socioeconomic suburbs, but then immediately being like, but our school also has like, look at the view, you know? Oh, it's mm. insane. Like it's, it. I didn't realize how insane it was as a kid. Cause I, you know, it was the only place I went to high school. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's, we, we need to break it down. <laughs> the whole thing needs to fucking die. Yeah. It's awful. Anyway, that's I, North Sydney. I, there was, the um, end. I, cause I work 
in North Sydney and have for a while. Greenwood Hotel. I um, love the Greenwood. Greenwood Hotel. Did you know mm. that used to be a high school there? No. Really? Yeah. You know the, you know the outdoors? The, um, with the park benches and the standstone? Is, is yes. the bar like a re- renovated church? I read that somewhere. Well, it would, so it was a church and then it became a high school and mm-hmm. now it's a, um, it's a, and it's, a, so Greenwood, it's called Greenwood Hotel because it's named after the, the principal of the school, Green, Green, Mr. Greenwood. Um, which I'm glad they named it after his last name because his his full name is Nimrod Greenwood. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we going to Nimrod. <laughs> oh, Let's hit the Nimrods, baby. Uh, but yeah, I was I didn't know that. It, it's a, it's a, but then of course they just like so. Then it was a school until the 60s, and you think like because that's quite high up, and again it'd have a beautiful view. Yep. But this is like the 60s before North Sydney became like. Uh, quite well to do and, and it was more of an industrial area and they shut the school down because the kids were complaining about the odours from the adjoining laundry and pickle factory. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's that's a great combo. So they're like, we got to get the kids out of here for the pickle factory. We're just, you know, we're doing well with pickles here. That honestly sounds like a, those two things combined sound like a perfume that my girlfriend would put on to make me fall in, even deeper in love with her. <laughs> <laughs> like the smell of fresh sheets and also <laughs> that pickly brine. Yeah. I would be, you put I'd that, be in hog heaven. Yeah. You put that in the inner west these days. Urban list is like, there's a laundromat pickle factory and you yeah. must go. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. But yeah, so the Greenwood, better, Greenwood is uh, uh, Greenwood's uh, a yeah, North City institution. That yeah. is, yeah, if you ever want to see some... 16 to 18-year-olds, and I guess as a bouncer, some of the worst fake IDs you've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> Famous. Just like some rich kid being shysted by, absolutely taken advantage of by the one kid in school with like a laminator. Relatively famous for letting people in with fake IDs as well. Yeah, definitely. So much so that it got the moniker Teenwood uh, because so many teenagers go there. And Thursdays is the big night at the Greenwood. I went yep. there once when I was, I think I was still living in the hills, when up there with uh, two friends and the two and the three girls we liked uh, waited in line for an hour um, got to the front the bouncer let the three girls in immediately took one look at us not a drop to drink and was like no you guys are too drunk you can't come in (laughs) (laughs) and so we're like oh well the girls will come straight back out and they got swarmed by guys immediately got drinks bought for them and they're like oh well you guys will be fine for a couple hours right because we had to then ride a night (laughs) <laughs> Night ride a bus like an hour and a half back to the hills oh, district. You guys can just ha- wait in the car park. Yeah. And, you know, play so marbles. we went across the street to the Metropolis Bar and just sat there and we're like, "Do you think they like us? We're thinking of making a move tonight. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe once they leave the bar, you know, like, they got to respect the fact that we hung around and take the night ride. We're going to be in real good books with these girls. Sending them like a text message like pre iPhone, being like, "So we're at the Metropolis. It's a pretty yeah. cool vibe because." Like the Metropolis is long gone, but it was just like a bar with like a tiny nightclub it was area. Minuscule. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that just like, you know, just like a couple of strobe lights and oh. like a, a purple background lighting and stuff. We're just sitting there being like, we. We could invite them here to dance with us, you know, oh and uh, they so they, they never came at us afterwards, and they're like, "Are you guys mad at us?" And we're like, "No, of course not." <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if you if you get in, of course. <laughs> We're so happy for you guys. Octave oh, we had hit since there was some cute guys in there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you do you got some drinks bought for you? I assume we were, had a lot of money to buy you drinks. Long time back on the night rider bus, we were <laughs> like, "Okay, is now the time to hold her hands." <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, fuck. I think I've blacked that Night Rider yeah, experience out of my awful. mind because I can't tell you how I got home. Like, <laughs> oh, and I wouldn't Lord. have even, yeah, we wouldn't have drunk that much because we would have just sat there over like a couple of like cheap beers just being like, they're coming. Oh, I think they're coming. Fucking <laughs> oh, damn. Do you guys, did you hear about the Della Soul concert in 2016 at Greenwood? No. no. It was a bit of a scandal because um, it ended up basically like a the promoter is blaming Della Soul. Della Soul's blaming the manager. The manager's bl- blaming the promoter. And what happened was they were supposed to get on stage at 9.30 p.m. This is like the last show of their Australian tour. Uh, what a weird venue to put one of the most influential hip-hop groups of all time. strange. Really strange. Everyone's there to see him. Everyone's psyched. Uh, they get on stage at 11.45 p.m. Oh. And then because of Sydney's insane rules, <laughs> oh, at, no. at, mid- at midnight they had to shut the whole show down. <laughs> oh, so they got dude. 15 minutes of trying to play and – they said, like, Della Sol were like, you know, we wanted to play. And, like, clearly they did. Um, and there's this whole article. Everyone just, like, big uproar. And, you know, there was people trying to get their money back. They didn't want to give their money back, etc. The best part of the whole thing was that um, Della Sol wanted to keep playing. Uh, and there's an Instagram video of one of the dudes arguing with venue security, who's quite literally pulling the plug on the show 
And in this video, fans can be heard yelling, knock his fucking head off. (laughs) (laughs) That's, Um, yeah. Immediately that's like, I'm on De La Soul's side instead of the promoter because booking them at Greenwood is immediately shows they are out of their depth. Yeah. Yeah. Just making the worst call. That's great. (laughs) Because in North Sydney, like as much as a Greenwood whatever, it's fun, but like at 11.30, it's dead. Like the city But also like the Luna Park Big Top, is a huge concert venue and it's right down the road. Like yeah. I've seen a bunch of bands there that have, have been great. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a rap you want to show, Drew? Yeah, right? exactly. Speaking of rap, I've got a great, great um, can you... Can you just touch that? And this is, Ooh, um, so basically the, the backstory of this is that uh, there was a lot of um, incidents of people jaywalking and oh. of course everyone's on their phone and this will distract from the tri wizard Shornament. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> so the the North Sydney Council produced, and I'm like, we've done this multiple times in this podcast, but I love a, a very cringy rap, uh, especially one produced by a council. Is yes. it um, hooked up to Bluetooth? Yeah. yeah. So this is um this is the ra- the anti jaywalking rap. You might you might recognise a familiar face. Tw. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Is that coming through? Yeah. Okay, so I'll just Here we go. Ready? Oh boy. Imagine a world in which life was calm, where we walked instead of round, <laughs> where our heads were up instead of down, and our feet crossing to play. That's terrible. Terrible, right? <laughs> Turn. Yo, yo, North Sydney is a place of What? Fran Middleton for the listeners. Yes, a comedian and friend of ours. Yeah, friend of ours, yeah. Gotta say, didn't know that Fran rapped. Still don't know that Fran rapped. I mean, we can we can finish off. It's much on the same. It feels like a good Macklemore look. A fun bit of context, Tom, is that Drew got here and he was very excited about this rap. And he's like, "I got to show you this rap." And I watch him put the laptop with Alex, and then I just hear, "That's Fran." And Drew had no idea. And Drew goes, "No, "No, it's not." I I thought it was a woman that looked like Fran. I was like, "That looks like Fran." Well, no, you're you're well within your rights to not think it's Fran. (laughs) (laughs) It's Fran. I was like, man, this guy with the beard and the long hair is one of the many open micers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about, yeah, friend of the pod, weird guy with a trench coat at the start. <laughs> like, which he's, one? He's coming, he's he coming does coming magic, up. right? He, he does a magic mic. Yeah, he's got that yeah. big open coat. That guy's trick. coming on next week to discuss St. Leonard's with <laughs> Oh, man, that's uh, so good. I love a council. Like, yeah, let's do a rap. And I guess I reckon they go, look. We either everyone loves it or everyone hates it, but it'll get retweeted it a bunch. Yeah, and it gets them. I think that's how they they must. It's the point of it. It's the, the point yeah, of it, right? The, that's the smart money. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. fuck me. <laughs> well, it, it swayed me. <laughs> <laughs> well, like because North Sydney is very uh, is a, like now there's a lot of offices and stuff like that. I mean, mm-hmm. for a while now, but I mean, I guess that's what they're getting at. But it was a bit of a scandal. Uh, Last year at December, because that was the uh, location of the infamous Mumbrella Christmas party. Do you remember of, that? Oh man, I am insane about this. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. This so, is so good. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't have so much detail about it, but it's just so funny that they, so basically, Mumbrella, you know, the media organization, and they had a Christmas party, and um, like, basically, the, afterwards, the CEO or something just sent a letter to everyone, like, did an article. Just like coming clean that a bunch of people at the party went back to the office and did cocaine for for no and it's for so, no reason. For, well, it's just like it's. So I guess I think someone, as far as I could put together, I was like, okay, so someone snitched to HR, and HR, I guess, received the news that someone at this Sydney media company's. A, like Christmas party was doing cocaine mm. and was like good heavens <laughs> and then we're like oh you actually want us to do something about it. oh fuck yeah because yeah. they have this like squeaky clean brand yeah that they wanted to maintain for some reason it's, just, it's insane yeah. to see someone get fined for cocaine use in I, I don't do it yeah. I, I'm saying that but 
the idea that every every company that puts anything on a screen, no, like yeah. the CEO and like the people near the top and near the bottom, are fucking aren't fucking railing that shit. Mm. It's insane. The screen's a flat surface. That's yeah. going straight in there. Yeah. They're getting it off the iPad Pro, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but that their argument. So you did this huge article that was just like, we're going to come clean about this, and I don't know if there was like a threat of a leak, but I can't imagine why. But his point was. You know, like where we've got a squeaky clean image, and we can't be, you know, uh, going after other companies about this stuff. And then we've got this in our back. But it's like, why would you like? Do you really think that like News Corp are going to do a scandal on you guys doing coke? Everybody in that yeah, whole yeah. industry is like yes. got fucking skeletons in the closet, calling it a skeleton or not. But he basically came out and said very wordy article saying, you know, uh, that. that uh, you know, basically a bunch of a uh, small group of umbrella staff went back to the Walker Street office to continue in an unofficial capacity. Like, it wasn't part of the fucking... Yeah, it's called the fucking uh, kick-on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's, during this time, illicit drugs were purchased, distributed, and consumed. So they just keep saying illicit drugs. And uh, so it's very, like... It's very sterilized, this article. And then uh, the CEO did that. And then the ex-founder, someone was like... What, can you just explain illicit drugs? And he just wrote back, uh, yeah, they got on the bags. Okay. So, <laughs> so was like, and he said, look, mate, look, to be honest, and this is the founder who didn't write the letter, who I think was a little bit like, why did we fucking open ourselves up to that? Said, look, my umbrella's party was not the only one in the industry that had a white Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, yeah, in terms of, oh, it's just so, in such an insane thing. It feels like the guy who runs it now is like, we are an ethical media company and mm. no one's like taken him aside and been like, no, no, we we're not. No, <laughs> no, dude, we are we are scum. Yeah, <laughs> just and, so you and, know, it, it, it'll happen at every Christmas party. They just yeah. won't like maybe come back to the office and do it on the fucking boardroom corporate table. We like doing this. Yeah. It makes us feel like Glen Gary Glen, Glen Ross. <laughs> <laughs> we like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we we'll probably get paid shit amounts of money to fucking do a oh. bunch of stupid news media articles. But I just love it because. I sort of get his point about, hey, we've got a squeaky clean image and uh, we can't be you know, doing articles. Because I found an article on Mumbrella from 2014 about um, Mumbrella do, so they do a bunch of training events as well for other companies and other right. media training and stuff for other industries. And they have like a, you know, so you go out to a, a company, they'll send out an, a, a form. Hey, if anyone wants to sign up for this Mumbrella training thing, fill out the form dietary requirements, whatever. And Mumbrella got to work. Uh, someone got and checked the inbox. And from the Victorian Employers Chamber of Commerce and Industry, a VECCI, uh, they had two submissions um, from uh, from the names. One of the names was um, Brigadier Titsfuck. Uh, <laughs> and the other one was from a guy called Hell Yeah. And so they print these, these, uh, these uh, submissions and it's got your name, so it says, I just love the start of this one because it's Brigadier Titsfuck. Is, uh, Brigadier would have been the, you know, the title and then his name yep. is Titsfuck. Certainly. So it says, Tits first uh, name, fuck last name. Yes. So it yeah. says, uh, <laughs> sign up confirmation for Vetchy training. Dear Tits, <laughs> thank you for registering. Uh, confirmation of your purchase registration. So someone's registered some of their friend yep. and done, oh, this will be funny, but it's ended up in the fucking news. Name, Brigadier Titsfuck. Company, Titsfuck. <laughs> dietary requirements, vegetarian, other dietary requirements, big tits. <laughs> uh, access Fuck. requirements, bring bags of cocaine <laughs> and oh. we will party. And then uh, the other one is hell yeah. Uh, so dear hell. Thank you for registering. Confirmation. Name. Hell yeah. Uh, dietary requirements. Halal. Access requirements. Sluts. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Sounds like these guys are in the Triwizard Tournament. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So they're like, you know, they just posted all this shit online and that was 2014. When you search Mumbrella Cocaine, that was the first fucking article. So, you know, I guess they're trying to clean up their own image to report oh, you like that. Good but, of Lord. course, it's just fucking like corporate. Anyone who thinks... Like that, corporate Australia isn't like eighty five percent at parties doing cocaine. Oh, it's yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, but it's stupid. Yeah. Sorry, it was the biggest like shoot, like shoot yourself in the foot, but with a fucking grenade launcher. Yeah, like, go out and buy a gun. <laughs> it's not like you even had it lying around. That's so stupid. <laughs> Still in the like, two week wait, background check, getting a firearms license. I'm glad you guys had the scandals prepped because I, when I was living in North Sydney, the only thing I really remember doing was me and my friend, um, he, he, he boarded at shore. And so we would, uh, and I lived like close enough, I could sneak out and like walk there and we would hang out at night and there was a big hill and there was at the top of that hill a set of traffic lights. And what we would do at, uh, late at night was uh, we would um, 
press the button on the traffic lights when we saw a car coming <laughs> and, and, try and, and try and catch the car <laughs> and just make them wait for the longest time uh, we could. That's crazy because I used to do that in Kellyville. <laughs> there, there, was, there was a walkway where it only went if you pressed the pedestrian yes. crossing thing. So we used to do it and it was like Windsor Road where it was like two lanes and you just press it and wait and then we'd walk across it two or three times and just wave at the cars that's and be like, so good. we are bad boys. Yeah. Yeah. Man, we love, control you. Yeah. Yeah, I love, <laughs> now I have to get ahead of it and release a media statement. <laughs> I love like, North Shore, North Shore boys pranks are really in two worlds. You're the guys that say the pressing buttons on those yeah, fucking cut heads off the pitch. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun back in the day. <laughs> would you stand there with the, with the cars, sit there and look at you? Or would you hide? Like, would oh, you, we were just really like standing by the... By the by, the button, just like kind of like looking around, and then every so often sneaking a look at them. Unless it looked like they were a big guy, <laughs> because we were like a you know we were like someone is going to beat us to death. Yeah. that's yeah, also yeah, great that it, both of you are sneaking out of your homes late at night to cause that kind of it was tomfoolery. Very stupid. Yeah, very very stupid. How hard is it? Because he's boarding there. Is he doing like a Great Escape style to get out? I think of- it was pretty easy to do, or at least if it was like difficult to do enough people had done it that it was at the right. realm where it was like oh no here's the thing like it, it's like reading a fucking monkey island walkthrough where it's just like, okay so what you want to do is get the key not that key the other one you want to throw it against the wall catch it in your left I was, hand I'm picturing 30 bed sheets tied together and he's coming down the side the of the wall yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. we gotta press some buttons tonight Tommy yeah. unfortunately we don't have that many bed sheets but we do have a lot of Nazi flags <laughs> unfurl uh, yeah, like so. It's nice to hear, uh, have all this, this little tore down memory lane of this dog shit suburb. <laughs> it's just kind of like a CBD that isn't a CBD. It's yeah. like a CBD, mm. but nobody goes there. Mm. It's, and it's as soon as it hits six pm, everyone's like. That's what I when I first moved to Sydney. I was in. I lived in uh, Tarman, and I worked in North Shore, uh, North Sydney. And I went out like first, you know, company drinks like after work drinks friday drinks and also buzzing and i'm like oh this is cool you know come from newcastle sydney and then like at 6 30 it was a ghost town and it was just <laughs> such a weird but i didn't understand that sydney actually fucking kicked on it was just north yeah. sydney just has yeah, this it exists weird... over there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Just kind of i had my 21st drink. in north sydney i yeah. did it at the firehouse hotel <laughs> you didn't get that in but i mean like the firehouse oh, hotel the is, is like cool. it went off on like friday night like after work you were like this place is packed and then i remember being like the firehouse is great and I told my friend, like, this is a great bar. We were living in Neutral Bay and we're like, if we want to go to a different place mm. than the Oaks, which we go every day, we can go down to Firehouse. And I was like, Google says it opens at three. And we walked in there at like 4 p.m. And it's the guys were like, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we just get a beer. And they're like, no, it's Saturday. Like, And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, we close on Saturday. And I was like, the door's open. They're like... Yeah, but nobody comes in usually. <laughs> you woke him up. We're open, but we're closed. I just reckon the bartenders are like, yeah, we'll leave the door open. We'll yeah. take the money for the shift. But then if anyone comes in, we'll be like, what are you fucking an idiot? Like, you, you can't drink in here. I'd like, yeah, I I remember I applied for a job at the Oaks. Speaking mm. of the Oaks, when um, and I From didn't one get uniform it. to another. I know, but I I didn't get it, and maybe partly because when I went in there, I was deep in an Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion craze, yeah. <laughs> and so when I looked around the bottle shop after handing in my CV, I like saw the red hand that appears to let you know you're about to steal something. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. It was so fucked. It was like a real, I was real like, oh, I got to get my shit yeah. back. I saw it in my vision. You, yeah, talk like to the, you talk to the bartender, it comes with a list of responses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Text, like, heads up display. I'm yeah, charming, yeah. I'm coercing. Yeah, no, it was so, oh, uh, I can pour skooma if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, you can't. Dude, if you do skooma once. Um, I got a famous, I don't know, know uh this is sort of more a positive story of a, of a north sydney uh oh, person nice uh you guys heard of nancy wake no no she's a uh she went to north sydney she went to the greenies like the greenwood the nimrod nimrod school uh oh. for uh for nimrod girls and, and boys <laughs> but um but not yeah no it was called north sydney technical high at the time um and she she was born in new zealand moved there um grew up there and then at 16 she ran away and she left uh and this is in the 30s 
And she ran and left for New York and then she went to London and then she met a French industrialist Hell and she yeah. married, which is the best industrialist. You want a French <laughs> yeah. industrialist? It's right? the only cool one. Yeah. It's like one. you've got enough of an accent. I also don't know what your industry does. So <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it could be good. It yeah, could yeah, be one of the I don't know what the plug I don't know what a good one is. Don't say, don't say you send things to Africa or take things out of Africa. <laughs> yeah. You know, nothing to do with Africa. Or yeah. Okay. You know. No, don't, don't <laughs> be telling me about why all those African countries do speak French for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just picked it up or they came over and romantic. Yeah, they got Duolingo. <laughs> they love Leon the Chameleon. Uh, <laughs> so she married him in 1939, living in Marseille. Then the Germans invade, right? So she's just Shit. a nurse. She's just, um, but her husband gets conscripted, um, and she's like, "Oh, I got to help out, right?" And mm-hmm. uh, so she starts driving the ambulances around, uh, picking up, um, you know, injured injured people. And then France like completely falls in 1940. And then she joins her husband as part of the O'Leary line, which is an escape network for like downed Allied soldiers and Jews, like getting them out of the country. Like the, you know, like, so they would help them escape all the way through France and back to the UK. And uh, she was really, really good at, at this. She would, she would keep avoiding getting captured. Um, basically, that she, her trick was she would just flirt with all the German soldiers when they came to <laughs> inter- and they just think she's a floozy. So she could just she was like really hard, and then she would just turn it like oh, I'm just a bimbo, and they go oh that's yep, old right, you know chico. Right. So then the Gestapo get onto her, and they're like who's this floozy who keeps tricking everybody? And they call her the White Mouse, and she's got like a fucking red alert on her that's to, so cool. to get up. And eventually, um, the spy network, German spy network, infiltrate the network. It's exposed. She fled um, from France and. Her husband had to stay behind, and uh, as she's fleeing, he gets captured, tortured, doesn't give her up, gets killed. She has no idea. She doesn't find out until after the war, which is terrible. So she goes to Britain, and she's so, like, just, like, so she's she's out. She's escaped. She's all good, but she's so fucking, like, that was fucked. Germany's fucked. You know, I'm so up. So she joins the Special Operations Executive, which is, like, spy and covert MI6 training, and gets trained in all these like hand to hand combat and fucking shooting and like oh crazy. Superhero. Like she's ins- going from montage to montage. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So many montages. <laughs> but she was um she was like they noted down she was like an especially skilled. She put all the men to shame. She could drink any man under the table. All the men were like, we don't know where it goes. She drinks so much. Yeah, like yeah. she's just this little like bombshell. And she joins part of a three person team, freelance team, who get parachuted back into France to join the French resistance. So she's with fucking two other guys. And this is how, how cool is this? So she, she, she gets literally parachuted in. She lands in a tree and she's all tangled in the tree. And then the, the team who are there to, to um, help take them back, one of the is a French guy and he's like, oh, I hope all the trees in France bear such beautiful fruit this year. Like about her. <laughs> and she replied, uh, don't give me that French shit. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Which I fucking love. Yes. So she's, a, she's just as hard, oh, like sick, just crazy chick. So that everyone loves her. But the government in exile, and her job was they were parachuting, the French government in exile are in London, and they're parachuting arms and money into France all over the place to help the resistance, um, to get people out. And her job is to, like, like co- um, you know, coordinate with the people in London, their parachutes down. And it's like, you know, like a... Uh, one of those war games, you know, like the fucking parachute comes down with a box of fucking aid and stuff and she's getting yeah. all the money, handing it's it out to everybody. It's fucked up that that's real. I always yeah, just yeah, thought yeah. that was like something they invented for like, oh, you unlocked a new weapon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crate drops. Actually, yeah, crate drops. <laughs> crate yeah. drops, that's Which right. That's sense. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, so she was, her whole job was to be like, okay, we've got to be over in this part of town because they're going to drop this thing. Get all the money, hand it out. She would get a list from the, they would drop lists of like, facilities and stuff that the French resistance had to like take out because they're like the allies are going to invade France to, you know, liberate. And before they do that, you need to take down this power line and this comm station. So the Germans can't use it. And they were doing all this covertly. And then eventually, um, like at one point that they went to break in and, and blow up this thing, they got, they got sprung and they had to escape and they had to fucking run 150 kilometers away. Um, but when they got there, she was with a team of three, her, another guy, and a radio guy. Well, they got 150 kilometers away. The radio guy realized he left his radio back where they fled. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my and God. He's like, and, and he's like <laughs> tapping his pockets. Yeah. He's like, oh. did anyone see my radio? This this guy, no one grabbed my so radio. <laughs> <laughs> this, this guy's the Drew of the resistance. <laughs> yeah. sure. like, what's your name back. again? The radio guy? <laughs> so she's like, fuck this. So there's no radio around that they can use. They need special codes. Mm. Yeah. The, the nearest radio 
is in um, Chateau. So she borrows a bicycle. She rides there, updates London, rides back a 500-kilometer round trip. Fuck. By man. herself. Just by herself. It takes 72 hours. So she's just absolutely... And this insane. is still war-occupied yeah, France. Yeah, it's war. It's like 1942 or three. There's Germans everywhere. So she's just like this crazy, crazy, like hard chick. That's so, so cool. I know. And then so eventually... Um, oh, and it gets even crazier. This she, is cool because we're not hearing about North Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was started there, but yeah, she, definitely. She, she <laughs> went to school <laughs> at a place that is now the worst bar. <laughs> you know, that was the start of her escaping, was yeah. escaping yeah. the North Sydney. So then she participated in a raid that destroyed this Gestapo headquarters, killing 38 Germans. And apparently, like... She, they had like these, there was these three prostitutes that the resistance men were using and she was like, we got to, come on, fucking let them go, you know, but she, but she convinced herself or she's like, talked to the girls and she was like, oh, one of them is a German spy. And uh, this is how hard she was. She was like, we have to kill her. Oh shit. And then the other resistance guy's like, we're not fucking killing her in cold blood. And she's like, fucking give me the gun. I'll do it. And so they went, all right, fine. So they just fucking kill. And, and they, they talked to her about a years later. And she's like, it was war, it was necessary. And she said, it didn't put me off my breakfast. Like, to, to just <laughs> yeah, to order yeah, this. Yeah. So this war yeah, was man. hard people get, as nails. People get hard in war. Yeah, man. Oh. So then, um, and in North Sydney. It's uh, a lot yeah, to well, put them off their yeah. breakfast. <laughs> yeah, it does. They can really get through a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so she, like, killed... She, there's all these interviews of her, and she's like, you know, she had to, like, judo chop this fucking guy and, get, like, choke him. Like, uh, it's, it's crazy. But then, basically, um, eventually, the Americans come in, uh, you know, uh, liberate, and they all sort of flee to Vichy, France, where she finds out her husband's been dead the whole time. Um, after oh. the war, she's she wins more World War Two medals than any other woman, right? She's the most decorated well, woman. Yeah, she's fucking solid snake. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. She gets five medals from the United Kingdom, the King George Medal, four from France, including she's the officer of the Legion of Honor. She receives a Medal of Freedom from the United States. And then shortly after the war, Australia started issuing their own uh Award recommendations and Australia's like, no, nah, we don't think we should. She, she doesn't need an award, so they turn her down from get Australia. Oh, oh good on you! She's furious. Decades later, in like the eighties, they're like, "Do you want to give you an award?" And she's like, "The last time there was any suggestion, the government, you know, wouldn't give me award. Whatever, they didn't want to do it. They can stick their medals where the monkey stuck his nuts." <laughs> Which is a <laughs> hell yeah. See, she comes back. Where, to where? where was that? <laughs> Maybe I, that was common knowledge back in I, the thirties. Yeah, like, like when she was at school. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's a weird one to be the monkey. I, is he sticking his nuts up, up his ass? Up it's got to yeah. be the ass, just based on context. <laughs> There's an ass involved here. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. stick your medals. You know, the monkey sticks his nuts, like in the pantry, or the, you know, it's, yeah. like, it's yeah. got to be the yeah. ass. Yeah, Ziploc bag. Uh, but then, so she comes back to Australia. And she just like no, like no one really knows what she, she runs for election three times in Australia, just local election, loses every time. Like if that war hero came back, she would win any safe seat. They'd be like, "This chick rules." Insane. Here's the thing: I think that being a war hero and being a generally likable and presentable person might be two mutually incompatible things. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Like okay. I think that this person who um, like can make those tough decisions in wartime, if we're gonna you know valorize them. Might not be the kind of person who I'm like, I think that you'll be able to work out when the bins get picked up. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you did the logistics for Vichy France, but I don't understand how that's going to... You're not going to come up with a jaywalking rap. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What I'm worried about is you staying interested. <laughs> yeah, there's a cocaine scandal and she shoots them. You know, like yeah. I feel like that's what... Yeah, fair enough. So she, she runs it and she basically like, well, you know, got all these war medals. She's like... Fuck it, I'm gonna sell them. She puts them effectively on eBay, yeah. and she's like, "There's no point keeping him. I'll probably go to hell and they'd melt anyway." Like she's got all these great oh, quotes. Yeah. Oh, she, yeah. she um she eventually eventually in 2004, five wow. years before she died, she gets a, a um she awarded the Australian highest civil award, the Companion of the Order of Australia. In 2004 it took 40, 50, 60 years alongside uh, such esteemed companies Jeff Kennett and George Pell. So uh, <laughs> that like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the final blow. Yeah, yeah what really. I initially took the uh, not giving her a medal as like, oh, you don't want her shitty medals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, that but then so eventually, eventually, she's very proud of the medal and everything. But she goes she, when she's eighty eight. She moves to 
this back to London. I love this. She walks, she goes in the Stafford Hotel, which was like a war hotel, and she says it's the first place she ever had a serious drink in her life. The Americans taught her how to drink, and she loves it. She walks in there. She's 88, and the owner's like, how long are you going to stay? And she's like, until I die. So she's at a hotel, and she just comes down to the bar at 11 a.m. every day, orders a gin and tonic, and if anyone was in her chair, she'd tell them to move. Oh, and yeah. then they eventually like put a plaque up Nancy's chair, and she just doesn't pay the bill and she's there for years and they don't know what to do and they're like, we can't kick her out. So fucking Prince Charles finds out about it and just covers her bill. Damn. So Prince of Wales just paid her bill and his, and she just sat there for, for like four or five years drinking gin and tonics every morning at 11 a.m. and just talking to anyone about the war wow. for fucking years and years and years. And then she died in 2011. So Damn. that's Good Nancy Wake. Isn't that crazy? And there's yeah. like, there's a TV miniseries about her in the 80s. I was going to say. And then nothing. And we got to like, buy the movie right. Yeah. It's written like, by such a movie. notice for be room for a lot of bad riffs in yeah. there. Yeah. Hey, tell him to stick it where the monkey sticks his nuts. <laughs> Which is his ass. <laughs> yeah, we really punched that yeah, one yeah, up. Yeah, we did like a Judd Apatow like riff base. Like, yeah. Yeah, let's have another take, but just riff it out. You know? yeah, so this one's kind of going to be like a funny to camera. <laughs> just constantly like chatting up a German guy then doing gym face. <laughs> anyway, so Nancy yeah, Wake uh, got a North Sydney's, one of North Sydney's finest. I haven't, so. I have another guy who's this is world war ii sort of based again but this guy um he, he, he might have supported the other side uh, <laughs> oh, no. uh, where do we get nazi flags from actually uh, i know a guy well, no, well this bloke he um he he was born in queensland actually 1901 no, you mean you mean the origin you support a state of origin yeah in queensland. Exactly, that's exactly. Jews gotcha. upset about. Uh, his name's uh, percy inky stevenson that his uh, nickname's inky stevenson uh, and he basically, yeah. he went to the University of Queensland and while he was there, became friends with two returned servicemen from uh, uh, from World War One, and they were both like communists, agitators. And so he becomes a, a communist. He joins, he, he gets the 1924 Rhodes Scholarship and goes to Oxford. And that's when he uh, joins the university branch of the Communist Party with AJP Taylor and Graham Greene from, you know, the author. Uh, he, and he, um, he, he sort of... He gets a lot of like in a lot of trouble for for communist agitating while he's there. Well, so what's communist agitating? You mean just, just spreading poking? propaganda, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Wedgies, like, hey. sack wax, that kind yeah, of. Yeah, thing. yeah. That's oh what I was gonna say. He's <laughs> just like like wet willying them and stuff. You've um, been just being like, hey, capitalism sucks. And like, no, <laughs> stop hey. saying that. Can you please stop, Inky? <laughs> <laughs> he eventually um, he gets into literary publishing when he's in London, and he befriends D. H. Lawrence. Uh, and he becomes very like anti-censorship, and he writes these satirical oh pamphlets. Cancel fuck. culture, yeah, can't say anything these days. You know? He arranged with with D. H. Lawrence to produce this secret English edition of Lady Chatterley's Lover. So um, that's his kind of vibe. He's like you know, you, like left wing, very but anti-establishment, very anti-censorship. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, he comes back to Australia in 1932 and starts a like a. Um, podcast starts a podcast <laughs> <laughs> to, his, to his best buds <laughs> ham radio pod that's great um and he starts a press like a um publishing company basically and he's publishing um miles franklin famed australian author uh oh. banjo patterson he's putting his poems out right. um but he's not i guess not very good at it because they all sort of fail <laughs> he, all oh, his publishing boy. ventures fail um <laughs> and he, <laughs> not, I thought you were going to say printed upside down. Or like, yeah. Not very good. No, at no, 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 he got spelling it wrong. <laughs> yeah. He's missing the paper. <laughs> the press is really come on. Some on you it. can see yeah. us. Yeah. People don't want edible books, and that's his big idea. Andrew Addison, but um, he eventually meets this businessman called William Miles, and mm. he um, expands one of his long essays um, for one of his short-lived literary magazines into a book called The Foundations of, of Culture in Australia in 1936. Um, and with this guy, this William Myers guy, they launched this new publication called The Publicist, uh, which has a direct quote, uh, it has a strongly anti-British, anti-Semitic, an anti-democratic flavour. Now Poor. that I wasn't expecting. <laughs> <laughs> I love those, those sandwich in anti-Semitic between. I was, yeah, I was kind of on board with this guy until that <laughs> of the last two. Uh, Anti-British, anti-American. Anti-Semitic. Yeah. Like, oh, boy. <laughs> he, uh... He, it's basically it's so. When did when the fuck did he become a fascist anti semite? Well, he just kind of flipped at some point. People say uh, they like speculate that maybe it's the failure of his company. He starts like 
getting disillusioned uh, with everything. And yeah. he's like, fuck these. He's like one of those right wing guys on Fox News who used to be left wing. And they're like, yeah, more exactly. money yeah. if yeah. I go. If I just like any open mic. It's like, <laughs> oh, observations about my shoes aren't going so well. Maybe I'll yeah. talk about Ukraine. You know? Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, we got to start talking about gender absolutism. <laughs> <laughs> at least they're looking at me now. <laughs> God, what a uh, in, in 41, October 41, he forms the Australia First movement. Oh, that's. South, Never again. Australia, Australia. Anything with first movement is bad. Yeah. Australia, yeah, no. Um, but what happened was, what's kind of interesting about this guy is that the military intelligence, this is, you know, in the midst of World War II, military intelligence, uh, like, not happy with this guy's movement. And they, because he, he's always maintaining, he's like, I'm not a Hitler guy. I like he, he goes I, I like I'm not a Hitler guy my, my I'm not a Hitler guy shirt is bringing up a lot of questions already I'm here shirt. with Hitler guys he's, he's he maintains that he's just, he likes the Japanese model of fascism he's, he's a Japan guy that's cool he's, man, he's not that's a, awesome yeah he's that, the first I, I, like anime of, guy you know I've never heard of a guy to split that <laughs> well, part like you know to well, mean like, I don't know hey. if I believe him and I'll tell you why in a, in a second um, he because <laughs> a flag on Phil's on I'm starting to think this guy who isn't a Hitler guy might be a Hitler guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just hiding all the Hitler guy memorabilia yeah. around his yeah. house. Yeah. Well, the big thing, what ha- like what happened with him was that military intelligence basically concocted a plot in Perth uh, to with like an agent provocateur. They they false flagged it and said, "Oh, that guy." That was a, uh, they're helping the fascists. And he, he was like, yeah, I was. And he told me to do it. And then they were like, that's, we're going to lock you up. Well, they interned him for the entire war. Gotcha. So they just false flagged it and were like, they blamed him for a crime that they planned. Yes. Is that what you so said? they paid yeah. someone yes. to say he, that someone he told Someone in me. Perth who of course. was like so far away. And he's like, I don't even know this guy. <laughs> that's far away now. And like, <laughs> I can work out the time difference if I want to talk to someone. Yeah. And, and basically, yeah. So he implicated him in this plot. I don't know exactly what what happened with it, um, but he got interned with a bunch of other people from the Australian First Movement, a bunch of his members. Um, and they were, they were basically accused of collaboration with the Japanese and of planning sabotage and assassination. And he, he eventually settles, like, after the war, they just let him out. And he goes and settles down in North Sydney and just lives out the rest of his <laughs> days. Okay. Cool. Well, he wrote, like, a whole history of the harbour. Like, he's, like, he's literally spent the rest of his life, like, long life writing and agitating and just the kind of a vibe of, like, letter to the editor. Like, old yeah. guy who's, like, calling up and complaining. It's <laughs> so um, funny to go from being a Rhodes Scholar, which I understand yeah. to be the smart guy, yeah. Uh, yeah. to this. Yes. Although... Tony Abbott was a Rhodes Scholar, so I don't know oh, how... fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, this guy, this is why I'm a little sus on his, um, on his claim. Anti-Hitler to, yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. And I, like, obviously for the YouTube, we'll put the, the picture up. But for anyone listening at home, just right now, Google Percy Stevenson. Just have a go at this guy's personal style. No. Oh, <laughs> no. Okay. Let's just say his mustache <laughs> is tightly trimmed and he has a that very is short... A, that looks like a too handsome Hitler. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I hate the movie it, Hitler. But he's making it work for him <laughs> yeah, yeah, more yeah. than Hitler. That's right. That is definitely the, the, the biopic where we got to cast a hot Hollywood hunk. <laughs> yeah, that's like the anime of downtown. <laughs> totally. Hard. But I love how the bad guy... Grows up outside of North Sydney and comes and lives there, and then the good lady yeah, she grows up off. in North Sydney. And she fucks off, <laughs> fucks off at like age sixteen or something. <laughs> yeah, as well. She smells out the wind slow. She's like, I'm out of here. And, and what's his name? Place, Lee Blackmore? Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, it's Percy Stevenson. Percy Stevenson. Inky, Inky Stevenson. Inky Stevenson. Inky. Little ink on the top lip. That's there. great. All right, Tom. Uh, we have two more questions before we finish up. The first is, if someone says to you, "Hey, Tom." I'm coming down to North Sydney for a whole day and I need an itinerary. I need something to do morning, afternoon, and night. What do you tell them? Leave. Are <laughs> 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 shitting me? Okay. You, don't even, press, you yeah. don't even press the traffic light I thing think, for good luck? I mean, that's late, late night. I don't know what I got to, for you to do morning, morning and la- afternoon. It's, it's a bad place, man. There's nothing there. I, unless you're going there to work a nine to five and then have some of the worst food court food you can imagine in your life. And 
any, any regular pod lister is going to know the answer to the second question. Yeah. By now. <laughs> yeah. So our second question is, Tom, when all is said and done, you've got multiple Amazon Prime specials. Your well, Twitch stream one. is... Uh, no, you've got... No, oh, this is looking into the this future. This is looking yeah. into the future. And it doesn't get better for me than Amazon Prime? <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't know Amazon, 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 Prime the Amazon Prime is now the biggest... Amazon Prime is now the biggest streaming platformer yeah. in the world. Yeah. It's you yeah. and the Butsman are the yeah. two You're top guys. You're doing a split bill. All the 78-minute horror movies that were made in 2022. <laughs> it's 50 years later, your Twitch stream of Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two has just come out. Oh, uh, when all is said and done, would you move back to North Sydney and settle down? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's like... Even with all that Amazon Prime money? I liked being able to take the train. Yeah. I liked that because mm. there's a station there oh, and yeah. it's you can uh, where I was, you could walk it okay yeah. to it. But as it's, long as you didn't go to Central, it's a little scary <laughs> down there. It really <laughs> Lock the up. windows, can we just start? <laughs> <laughs> out. It's, yeah, it's awful. I hate, I, look, it's probably fine if you're just going in there to walk, but i got too many bad memories and feelings about it. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. I don't, I, I feel like it's somewhere that, like, I go there to work and I have a problem with it, but I just like, yeah, I wouldn't fucking want to live there, you know oh, what I mean? God. And especially if I grew up there as well. So. And also like being around the shore kids and all the private school kids, you're like, oh, fuck, you you stupid little cunts. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow you turn out good, not evil. But Stay away from no that pigeon, chance. kid. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. uh, Tom, Thank so you. much fun having you. Do you have anything you want to plug? Oh, uh, yeah. Just uh, check out mine and Demi Lardner's podcast, BigSoftTD.png, all one word with a dot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I stream over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Tom Walker. Oh, and I'm doing festival shows. The show's called Javelin. Uh, they'll be announced yeah doing in Melbourne and then hopefully more to be announced awesome but you know it's hard to announce things ahead of time <laughs> check out Tom all you stuff. can also yes. see Tom at Everly Comedy <laughs> in a couple of weeks because I booked him for two dates oh uh, and also uh, thanks to all the people from Communion Notes Board who listened who have come to Everly Comedy you are now numbering in the Tens, maybe. <laughs> someone came up to me. Uh, well, someone, someone. Yeah. I think at Agincourt last night was a pod fan. I don't oh, know. that's hey. I talked to Barry. But Lord. we, uh, I do a show with my good friend Ben Caution every Sunday, and uh, for the next couple of weeks when this comes out, I think either Drew or Alex will be co-hosting with me. So come wow. down and say yeah. hi. Tom will probably be on. Probably, yeah, muddling my way through something. Yeah, yeah. I'll <laughs> probably be messaging all. him late on the Sunday being like, oh, ticket sales. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to come down, come down. Well, there'll be a show. If you want to get out of the house yeah. and then go home. Uh, but everybody come down and see that. And, and then also, yeah, if what, what else? Yeah, are you rate doing, us James? on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can find us on all social media. Like, get in touch with us if you have a tip about any town. You went or to the shore to do and any you want to, you know, clarify yeah. anything, let us know the shore, shore school. Yeah, but um, otherwise, thank you, Tom. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks Tom, so much. That was great, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.